In this video, I'm going to cover for you uh, questions around how big should your portfolio be? What should your business look like? How much income do you need? And the really good thing in this video is size doesn't matter. I'm going to share with you how you ought to be thinking about how much income you want to generate and how you can get to it in a very efficient and smart way. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. It pays to think about the size of the business you're trying to build. Now, many property investors build pretty substantial and significant portfolios uh, that leave them teetering on the edge of bankruptcy from time to time. While other smart investors are sometimes excessively cautious and should have more faith in themselves uh, because they're smart so they overthink stuff. Uh, so you've got to be somewhere in between those two parameters I'd say. Now you can't buy an unlimited number of properties. Nobody can. Everybody has some kind of a limit uh, even if it's not within their mind but a physical limit in terms of what you can and what you can't do. Now it sounds obvious but realistically every in investor is constrained to some uh, impact uh, by how much they can get it by way of uh, deposits and financing funding mortgages. Many investors that I know who've got 50 plus units and properties built their portfolios in the days of, and of easy credit. Uh, now times have changed, it's much more difficult and right now the belts are really being tightened. So it's much more difficult to create a large portfolio very, very quickly uh, just because of the value of the properties, the deposit required and the challenge of obtaining funding. Now that may be no bad thing by the way, however, while it may be an ego boost to say, let's say, have a hundred properties because it makes you feel good, how many people really want the hassle and the risk that goes along with that? And that's not a question I can answer for you, that's something you need to answer yourself. And how many have the work ethic and the business skills, which is extremely important by the way, to find, fund, fix, flip uh, and manage uh, that many properties? Again, I can't answer that question for you. Everybody's different. I know lots of clients and uh, people, contacts, who have 100 plus properties and they manage quite easily, but again, they're quite organized. For most investors, a smaller, better quality portfolio is not only achievable, but also strikes a balance between risk and effort, and of course, financial reward, because obviously that's part of the picture and the frame. Some investors want to replace their day job while others want a safe long-term investment, while others may think of having some kind of a pension pot, uh, while some others may want a secondary or a third or additional income. Uh, but everybody wants to create some kind of a profitable business, uh, whichever way they want to see it, uh, because if you're investing in something, you want some kind of a return, that's just natural and that's okay by the way. To replace a day job of say 2,000 pounds per month might require 
10 single properties, for example, or four HMOs, depends how heavily geared you are and what the rental income is, which area it's in, but I'm just kind of giving you ballpark figures. This is a simple way to work out how many properties you need. Some investors are not selective enough about their purchases and their portfolio, and they don't give enough thought, I think, uh, to the rental income, the rental yields, uh, and it doesn't always meet their criteria because they don't have a criteria. So it's extremely important you have a criteria for investing, whether it's in property or somewhere else. Now, the more astute buyer uh, will only buy property that meets their objectives, so they do the heavy lifting, the thinking beforehand in terms of what they want their business to look like, what kind of a return they're looking for, and the type of properties they need. If you've got a low-yielding property, that means you need more properties to get to the same income or the income that you need. Uh, and buying more properties means more work uh, for the same or less reward. And that's not a good idea. For those that are buying property as a pension, I use that word loosely, again, it should be a simple matter of estimating the retirement income needed and therefore the rental profits needed to finance that depending on when you want to retire. And obviously, the quicker than the earlier you start uh, in your younger days, the more time you've got to build a decent sized portfolio. Divide the rental profit by the rental yield to get the number of properties that you need. And that's a very kind of a simple back of a cigarette packet calculation. What's your attitude towards risk? This is an important question because the more properties that you own, the more risk needs to be managed because the bigger the portfolio, the more the debt you're taking on, the more work you're taking on, the more tenants you've got, the more people you may employ or who may be working with you. So there's quite a bit of, quite a few moving parts that you need to manage. A large portfolio generally means large mortgage debt and you need to be comfortable with that. Some people don't like debt, so that's a conversation you need to have with yourself to be clear on what works best for you. And also think about, are your rental income, is it sufficient to pay the debt interest as well as the letting costs? Could the portfolio stand uh, base rate increases uh, up to 6%, 7%, 8%. That's something you need to work out and, and stress test and do the sensitivity analysis. Now, the larger the portfolio, the less scope for an investor to be able to swallow any financial hiccups from their income. And that's quite important. That means there is more reliance on selecting the right type of property and getting the right type of finance using sensible gearing levels. Sensible being the operative word here uh, because property isn't uh, a get-rich-overnight scheme. It takes time to build a good-sized portfolio that works for you. Now, good financial management skills are needed and you need to develop those uh, by going to networking, reading books, personal development, understanding funding, financing, property, money, and you need to be comfortable with that. So the next question for you is, how much cash do you have? Let's face it, property investing tends to be capital intensive, always has been, always will be. Whether it's your capital or somebody else's capital uh, via no money down, whatever it is, you still need capital. You're not going to get a 100% loan, unless obviously you've got an investor who uh, funds some of it, but even then, they need their capital. So there's a natural cap on the number of properties any one investor can buy. Even if you're a billionaire, there's a cap to how many properties you can buy. It might be a bigger number, but there's still a cap. Expansion beyond uh, where you want to get to requires the ability of you to raise finance and do things in a smart way, which means it's even more important and crucial to build a good portfolio to show out the outside world to funders, bankers, financiers 
that you are a safe pair of hands, that you've built a decent business and you know what you're doing. Then you need to be thinking about how much time and effort are you prepared to devote to your properties. The more time that you have, the more you can do. The less time that you have, the more you need to leverage other people's skills and outsource and rely on uh, external help. Building and running a large portfolio requires a lot of time, money and attention. Be it yours or somebody else's, somebody needs to commit the time. Property can be addictive, I can tell you from experience. I, you prepared to invest your spare time in your business that might otherwise be spent with your family or doing the things that you enjoy doing and there needs to be a sacrifice and there needs to be a compromise and you need to decide how far you're willing to go. The more that you sacrifice and compromise, the more likely that you'll be successful if you do things in the right way, in an efficient and effective way. Are you prepared to limit your personal spending? A smaller home, cheaper cars, cheaper holidays, less holidays, and kind of use the, the, the extra funds to build the portfolio that you want. Because most people don't control their expenditure, so they're living from paycheck to paycheck, uh, and they struggle to have enough money to invest. Because the larger the portfolio, the larger the profits, but the larger the commitment upfront and ongoing for you to make that happen. Now, of course, the reason that investors try to grow their portfolios is pretty simple. More good properties equals higher rental yields, generally speaking, and more capital gain over a longer term, okay, with better cash flow. It's as simple as that. It's not more complicated than that whatsoever. Let's say with a 5% net profit return, okay, an average 3% house price increases year on year when the market's increasing, a 1 million pound portfolio will deliver 50,000 pounds annual profit uh, and grow in value by 30,000 pounds per year. A similar three million pound portfolio uh, with everything else being equal will give you three times as much. So it'll give you 150 grand net profit and 90,000 uh, pounds per year capital growth. Now that's not too bad, is it? Now, of course, the capital growth won't give you cash flow straight away, but you can finance, leverage later on, release that money in, from uh, the equity in the property, and then obviously buy more properties or do what you like with the money. So the key question isn't how big should your property portfolio be, in my view. The question that you should be really thinking about uh, is how much do you want to take home after all your fees, taxes, voids, costs, expenses, uh, because that's the number you should be aiming for. And then thinking about how can I get to this number in the quickest, shortest way possible. To figure this out, start with the end in mind and then work backwards so you reverse engineer where you want to get to. And obviously that means figuring out what the end game looks like. For example, if you have a limited company uh, and you've got little to no experience, uh, you might come up with a calculation that I'm going to share with you now and this might not work for you and it might work for you. It's just an example to illustrate the point. Let's say your take home salary every month is £2,000 uh, after tax and national insurance. So the company needs to be paying you a gross salary of around £30,000 every single year, which means your company will need to make that, that much profit Bef and then on top of that, you've all your earning costs. So the key question isn't how big should your portfolio be or how big did you need to grow it? The really critical question, I think, uh, is how much money do you want to take home after fees, taxes, 
voids costs expenses in your bank account every single month and then you work from there so to figure this out start with the end in mind and then work backwards so you can reverse engineer so you need to spend some time thinking about what the end game looks like for you it's going to be different for every single person because you've got different aspirations and different uh, meaning of the word success and what you want to achieve for example let's say you, you have a limited company and you've got a small business uh, you might come up with a, a figure of let's say two thousand pounds that you want to take home net every single month uh, by way of salary and this is after obviously paying your tax and your national insurance uh, on that income uh, but then you need to work out okay to take thirty thousand pounds out what's the gross turnover or income your company needs to generate for you to be able to take that income out uh, which means that you need to work out obviously all the fees the running costs the tax uh, if the corporation tax if it's payable obviously on, on your salary it doesn't matter but if you're taking dividends it does we talk over for you shortly but you need to work backwards and think about the gross income that you need now realistically you might not take a 30,000 pound salary from your limited company because obviously you have the opportunity to structure it in a different way and you might find a better more tax efficient way to take money out of your company and that's where a good accountant like myself comes in handy because we can help you with effective remuneration planning the likelihood is that you may take a combination of a salary plus dividends because that's what most small business owners do they take a bit of both because they're an employee usually and a shareholder so they take a salary plus dividends let's say you take a ten thousand pound salary and twenty thousand pounds dividend to get you to that thirty thousand pounds gross figure in order to take a twenty thousand pound dividend the company obviously needs to make uh, profit for you to take that money out so the company needs twenty four thousand nine six hundred and ninety one pounds in pre-tax profits and obviously the four thousand six hundred ninety one pounds would be the tax and you can take out the twenty thousand pounds when you take twenty thousand pounds out you need to pay a seven and a half percent income tax on the dividend with the first two thousand pounds of the dividend being tax-free so on eighteen thousand you'll be paying seven and a half percent then you need to obviously factor in your running costs your mortgage interest your compliance cost accountancy fees insurances repairs maintenance if you have an agent agents fees and all the other costs that are involved with running a property there are costs that go up along with the size of your uh, portfolio which like mortgage interest costs for example so you need to obviously factor those in as your portfolio grows so having a, a kind of a good spreadsheet uh, will enable you to work that out for yourself so you've got to add I say, at least another twenty thousand uh, pounds for the other costs so you'll need roughly about forty five thousand pounds or thereabouts in order to take thirty thousand pounds out depending on how heavily geared you are again i don't know what your costs are going to be the real good news is if you're into commercial conversions one decent sized commercial conversion can quite easily help you achieve the figures that i've just shared with you and i mean very easily depending on the area and how you, well you bought the property how tight your costs were uh, you could generate uh, quite easily 50,000 to 60,000 pounds worth of profit every single year thanks for listening to wealth made simple 
You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.